so since people didn't have those ties to the character so much, they gave them more free reign, which gives mm-hmm. them more ability to build up a solid character that you know people could really love and relate to. Um, mm-hmm. DC being so recognizable, what do you do with Batman, for instance? Because Batman is the world's greatest detective. We don't ever see him do any detective stuff ever. No. We just see him... A beat up mentally ill people, you know? <laughs> so. All right. Welcome to another episode of The Key Live. This is season whatever. It's the second episode of this new season. <laughs> I've lost track. What consists of a season? I don't know. We stopped in October last year, and now we're back. Uh, we had a best of 2020 episode. That was our last episode. Uh, now, today, we're here to talk about Marvel films versus DC films. Uh, Mr. Plow is in the comments. Aries is in the comments. Let me know if audio sounds good. Um, I mean, my levels are good. Who am I? My name is Dimitri Pereira. I'm the host of The Keeg. And it would be a really boring episode if I was just talking alone uh, by myself. Uh, talking to nobody. I, I could monologue for two hours, but no, I chose not to. I have two awesome guests, both of which who I've had on the Instagram live chats that we've done. Uh, first, I'm trying to look and see at the screen, like who's on the left. On the left, right there, is Darth Chalco. Uh, some refer to him as Brandon. Some refer to him as uh, Star Wars geek extraordinaire. Uh, pick and choose. Brandon, how you doing today, man? Oh man, I'm doing awesome. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I, you know, I I mostly talk Star Wars, but I'm a huge comic fan, huge DC, Marvel, uh, and Valiant uh, nerd myself. So yeah. it's nice to uh, nice to be able to mix it up from time to time. I'm I'm surprised I've I I don't think I've met a Valiant nerd before. Uh, people read Valiant. Uh, Bro, XO Manowar gets slept on, uh, but the yeah. relaunch back in 2012 was really good. Uh, okay. Is it? You'd recommend it? I've never given it a shot. I can't even talk shit. Uh, I feel bad. <laughs> I've never given it a shot. XO Manowar, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's a, If you want to uh, try that universe, uh, again, I, I believe it was restarted in, in 2012, um, that is the place to start because his story also introduces you to the other people of that universe. Okay. Is Turok part of Valiant? Uh, yeah, Turok, yeah, Turok. The dinosaur Hunter? There, um, Blood, Bloodshot, uh, who just had a movie that came out right, um, right before COVID, so no, no one saw it. <laughs> it was Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, Ninjak. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they got some solid players. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got a shout out from Aries uh, to, to Chaco. He says, love the Mandalorian background. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird how I've been, I haven't been paying attention to backgrounds lately. I just assumed you were in like a weird, like a movie theater. I didn't even, like, <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, that's his setup. Okay, cool. He has chairs behind him. I didn't even see Grogu. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also, we had a late show last night. Not a late show, but we had our drinking episode last night. And so maybe I'm not completely here. But who is here? Let's see. That's a good segue. Who else is here? We got Nuv the Poet. Uh, how you doing, Nuv? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, 
it's 3 p.m. here, but it's it's 6 p.m. over there. If I did my my addition right. Yes, yes, six six oh yeah. eight here in New York. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready for this. I mean, it should be interesting to hear different thoughts if there are any. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I I invited both of you because you two are the chillest. And if I if I'm a dick, then at least like I look like a dick as opposed to inviting two uh, uh, not so nice guys onto the show. We don't need three really aggressive people, really loud people. No, it I'm works kidding. for Sports uh, Center. Yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can do a little like a sports breakdown. We can draw. This is where Batman and Superman. <laughs> wow, this is Wonder Woman over here. You know, uh, but uh, we're here to talk about DC movies versus Marvel movies. It was something that was brought up on TikTok that I saw. Obviously, brought up before TikTok, but uh, uh, people have been arguing about it since the dawn of time. Uh, and it's a good topic for this episode, so I brought you two on because uh, you know the stuff, and I want to hear your opinions. Um, before we do tackle the movie specifically, uh, what are your personal experiences with the with like DC and Marvel? Like maybe back when you were kids, maybe now, either or. You can go first. Uh, I, I should probably point. No, you go okay. first. Um. Uh, so I, you know, I was born in the '90s, so I grew up watching Spider-Man: The Anime, all the animated series, Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman, um, mm-hmm. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all the animated content. Really, is just watching all of that, and then pretty much since you know the first Spider-Man came out, the Raimi Spider-Man came out, like I've seen the vast majority—not every last superhero-related film, but the vast majority of films. I'm a huge Smallville fan. I know it's not film, but it's still. Yeah, super you said that. Yeah, I love yeah. Smallville. I'm currently re-watching it. I just bought the DVD okay. set, like, the whole series. Yeah. Dude, I'm absolutely obsessed with that show. But, like, <laughs> um, and from Smallville, you know, all the CW shows, the, you know, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, yeah, all the MCU films and then some of the DC films. <laughs> yeah. Know, some of the DCEU films. Uh, it, it, it's tough. It's a weird, touchy subject, especially for, like, people who are fans of the subject matter. Yeah. And that, that's I, the go, thing, like, I always go in wanting to love it. I'm just right. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. telling Brandon when we were talking beforehand is like uh, one of my best friends loves like he really enjoys the DC more, I guess. And so anytime I talk to him and I'm like upset with a DC film where it seems like I'm trashing it, I'm just like, dude, I love these properties so much that it like hurts me to see what I'm seeing on screen. Like that's really what right. it is. I'm upset out of love, not out of hate. <laughs> I, right. I, I have to I sorry to interject, but I, I have to ask you a small bill question because yeah. um I did not watch it when it was on TV. Okay. And so I tried to watch it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have seen it at that time to relive it? I, I don't know. It like um or did I just give up too soon? I don't Do you remember how far you got? I got I got two episodes in, oh. and I was like, "This is so angsty." <laughs> yeah, so it it is. I I have no problem admitting that. Like that's part of I guess the charm when you look back at it as someone who watched it before, and it's like what it does really well. Like yes, the first season is kind of it, it does a good job of the way I explain it is like setting up the 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 city and the world of Smallville. Like, you get used to, like, okay, people get infected by kryptonite. They get these powers. 
Clark, they, they set up a lot of the tropes, like everybody gets knocked out so that Clark can do his thing without having to expose himself. <laughs> There's a lot of these tropes and these aspects of Swallville that like the first season set up. It's not very, um, it's pretty episodic for the first season, but like, yeah, season two, three, four, they become a bit more um, like full season arcs. Um, and then like, once you get to five and onward, they really delve into a lot of the lore. You have characters like Doomsday and Zod show up and it becomes a very, um, interesting it becomes interesting because it's just exploring so the way i best can explain it is like smallville is superman if he was spider-man if that makes sense <laughs> so like all okay. those struggles that he goes through of like having to secret that's what happens in smallville and like dealing with all those responsibilities and then being you know superman well not superman but doing these heroics and so that's like the best way i can actually explain smallville is it's spider-man <laughs> Okay, no, I'll have to I'll have to give it uh, another shot because yeah, I I did give up on it unfairly, but uh, yeah, I just I just had to ask. <laughs> Sorry, I have the uh, chat open and I was just reading one of the comments. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now I have to pay attention to the comments. That's right. That is part of my job. Um, <laughs> here's my opinion about Smallville, though. Uh, is I think it is a product of its time, but it was necessary to get what we have now. Like, somebody said uh, it's a catalyst. Uh, somebody said that, uh, yeah, Mr. Plath said it's definitely the WB catalyst that kind of launched the genre. But there was that moment in time where superheroes were catching on, but you were ashamed to do a full superhero thing, right? So you had, like, mm-hmm. X-Men with, like, they were like, let's make the super grounded. And I, I love the, the 2000s, 2000 or 2001 X-Men. The 2000. Uh I, I loved it, and I. Uh, but they were they were ashamed to be superheroes, right? They had yeah. the black leather, like they they had to like find realistic takes on things. Uh, Nolan's Batman, Christopher Nolan's Batman, was afraid to be a superhero. Um, we we got certain TV shows back in the day that was like Mutant X, which wasn't an X Men show, but they had to get the okay from Marvel to do it. It was just about like like sexy models wearing black that were had powers. It was a CW show. Do, oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Now? I actually uh, don't know this show. I'm, I'm gonna make a note though. <laughs> it was weird. You got, it was you got me on that elevator pitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I? It's, it was horrible. It was horrible. You know. Um, and so uh, there was there was a couple two shows I think that were very instrumental in bringing heroes into the mainstream which is heroes yes because that one was also ashamed to be a superhero show but they were like let's not let's not worry about superheroes let's just do like real world powers and smallville right heroes and smallville were like two very important things in the genre to kind of ease us into that and like uh uh they don't hold up to me anymore because we have full-fledged like we have the Flash versus Smallville, which are very similar, but like one doesn't want. What was the thing? It was like no flights, no type. Yeah, that was Smallville's motto. Mm-hmm. So they go ten seasons. I don't think they ever expected the last ten no. seasons. Tom Welling's getting older. He was in the first season. He was a twenty-four-year-old playing a fourteen-year-old. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, so he ends when he's thirty-four, playing twenty-four. 
And like he's like, I gotta get out of here. It's like ten seasons past in Smallville. But, I do you know, know Smallville did continue as a comic, so they yes. continue to tell the story. So yep, I've only read it right, but like right. it's it's pretty interesting because he is Superman in the comics at that point. So they're like really exploring, yeah. you know, more I guess familiar territory now. Whereas like Smallville was like, this isn't Superman. Like if you turn on Smallville and you're expecting to see Superman, that's not what you're going to see. Yeah. Um, and yes, because it was on like WV, which was a drama show like uh, network, it's going to have that teen drama. Um, but like I was looking up with my brother, like season two killed it in the ratings. Like, it did really well in the ratings for, like, season one through four, and then five onward, it kind of started to, you know, get less each time. But I think that's just the natural progression of a long-running show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think he might be having some internet issues again. But, um, no, well, speaking of Ashamed, I feel like uh, Arrow, which I, I did enjoy the the earlier seasons mm-hmm. i feel like it's ashamed to be a green arrow show like it, it wants so hard to be batman <laughs> oh 100 percent. this uh, i don't know if we were gonna get into this but like that's my issue with the nolan films is they set this tone that people then craved which was this darker grittier persona for their characters and I'm not saying the Nolan films are bad because of it, but I'm just saying that because it was so they, they were so well received, people were like, oh, that's what I want in my heroes, I guess. At least that's what I think they believe they want. Um, and so we had a lot of these, like, when you look at Arrow or even Man of Steel, like that, I love Man of Steel, but Man of Steel is not Superman. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. No, it, exactly. Like, I... Um... I, I feel like because as much as I love Nolan's films, they made uh, Warner Brothers think that that's what I, that's what it has to be in order to be good, and that's just not the case. So yeah, it was just uh, it kind of got got frustrating. I mean, I I do enjoy Man of Steel probably more than most, but um, uh, I, again, at no point. Like the the Kents weren't really the Kents to me. Yeah, yeah, and that's going back to Smallville. Like that's an aspect that it does really well. Like you, there's the 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 actor, not just the actors, but the characters that they've written for Martha and Jonathan Kent are very wholesome, and it's just like it makes sense why Clark and Superman become who they are because they were raised in this way, like. I think people who watch Smallville, they take it for granted when they're like, oh, he's a Boy Scout. And it's like, that's kind of the whole point. Is a man with that much power or a being with that much power needs that grounding, literally needs something to ground him. Otherwise, he would be, you know, just uh, Red Sun, you know, Superman or whatever you want to reference. But um, yeah, that was like, even though I didn't even dislike Martha and Jonathan, it just wasn't enough like at least even in like the original superman the christopher reeves films like you just got this really good feeling about martha and jonathan in those films and in the new ones it's it's kind of just not i mean men of steel in particular is just not the same i didn't hate it but i was just like maybe it was because of the overall aesthetic and tone was so dark it's just like naturally it makes the characters just more gritty which isn't good for superman it's just it's not good (laughs) you know like i i love like I, I love my dog, uh, my dog Suki here. But if there's a tornado coming, you don't go out there. But but watching his 
<laughs> watching his dad just just like stand there. I don't know why. That scene was just so weird and awkward to me of like making perfect eye contact with you as he like did we segue to Man of Steel? Is that where we went? We went from Smallville to Man of Steel? Sorry, I have a bad interconnection on one of my computers. <laughs> no, uh, we I forgot where we, how we, oh, we were talking about Arrow, and then from Arrow... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I said that because uh, we were talking about, you know, how they were ashamed to be superhero shows. Uh, yeah. I think Arrow is ashamed to be a Green Arrow show, because it, uh-huh. it wants so desperately to be Batman. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That he is just is is Batman, and they're like, you know right. what? We're gonna put Rachel Ghoul in here, and yeah. he's gonna date well, like one of Rachel's uh, daughters, and like you're like, right. okay, come, can we? <laughs> well, while we toss in some Batman villains, and like all right. they did, dude, all they did was toss in Batman villains. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why are there so many? And then I had to look up, like, well, what are Green Arrow villains in the first place? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, the thing was, Berlin, was that but yeah. the first the first season uh, of Arrow, they were like, "There's no powers," and uh, I remember I, I went to a a panel with the Arrow people, and I got to ask a question, and I was like, "Do powers exist in this universe?" And like the producers were like, "No," wow. and uh, I this was like towards the end of the first season so the last couple episodes hadn't happened and they haven't they hadn't announced the flash show or that barry allen would be appearing in the second season and uh, i asked them they outright said no they don't and i was like all right cool um uh jeff johns was actually uh uh moderating that panel oh, so i got nice. to meet him so that was cool That's uh awesome. but the, but uh yeah so it was like there was no powers they were gritty they were kind of coming off of smallville season 10 right like yeah. it was after or two years after mm-hmm. and uh everybody was like i don't know it was still that moment in time where like people wanted superheroes but they were like how can we do this you know and it's so, also interesting that like so for anybody that doesn't didn't watch it sorry if it's a spoiler but like oliver becomes mayor eventually and yeah. like green air is supposed to be like super liberal right <laughs> And he's like kind of playing a centrist, and it's just yeah. like, nah, dude, this isn't how it's supposed to go at all. Right, right. That, like that was his whole thing. Like he is DC's Robin Hood. Like that is right. the whole point. But no, uh, when when watching um, the the DC lineup, uh, I feel like all they all they want is a Batman show, and they can't do it. So they're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, so Arrow is a Batman show. But Oliver Queen is Batman. And you're like, oh, and then we'll do Gotham, where yeah. he's not Batman. And then we're going to do a, a Pennyworth show now. And then there's Batwoman. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. God um, damn it. Just give me Batman. <laughs> not not only are they mining Batman like crazy. They're just mining that. They also want every other superhero to be Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, like even Man of Steel, like <clears throat> Superman should not be dark. Right. He shouldn't. And so, I I don't I don't know where to tackle. He's this literally problem. powered by the sun. Like <laughs> he is light. That's what Batman that's what, that's is. That's the dark. Entered the conversation. That's what we were talking about. Is like I like I love Man of Steel actually, but that's not Superman. That's just that's no. just Superman. No, it's Goku, right? <laughs> <laughs> like 
Man of Steel is, is more Goku than it is Superman. I'm not saying it's full Goku, but, like, even, like, finally we got to see him fight, which was cool, like, because we never get to see Superman fight in live action. Like, it's <laughs> super cheesy, or they barely do anything. Right. And in Man of Steel, we finally see the powers let loose, and then they <laughs> topple the whole city. Great. Uh... <laughs> Didn't they like, partially terraform the Earth? And you're yes. like, is or that like, yeah, isn't there some consequences to that? Yeah, there should be, but <laughs> there wasn't. It was, uh, it was Batman. Those were the consequences. Was then freaking BBS. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, this is a funny theory I I wanted was every superhero after Man of Steel should have seen what happened in Metropolis, and then like you know like they showed Bruce's perspective in in BBS. They should have just done that with every other superhero. Like, the Flash is zipping around, saving people while buildings are falling. Like, Wonder Woman's doing... Like, I just wish they just used that to the up, like to the highest degree. And we're like, every this one event, like the particle accelerator in the Flash, like this one yeah. event just connected all of them. Yeah. I mean, that would have been cool. <laughs> they they dropped the ball a lot. Like, like... um. I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge DC fan. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I read the comics. Like I'm like always on it. I watch the cartoon shows and like DC movies don't um it's not the soul of the character to me, you know? Like I feel like that's uh uh, uh I don't want to bash DC films the whole time. <laughs> I, I feel like that's going to be this episode. And we're getting comments like from Aries over there, you know? Uh, but I, I think my, my, my thesis, I guess, is the fact that like Warner Brothers doesn't have one single mind like being the arrowhead for uh, DC movies. Pun not intended. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know what you did. Not intended, but okay. Uh, whereas Kevin Feige is on Marvel's side and he's spearheading and anything wrong with Marvel TV shows was because Kevin Feige didn't oversee those. Ike Perlmutter did. So like... And they had a big falling out. Like there was some yeah. bad blood there. Um, well, because Ike Perlmutter is a racist and a sexist misogynist. Uh, mm -hmm. And so... And he was there for like, what's up? Yeah, yeah. And Feige is pretty like Ike Perlmutter didn't want Black Panther to be made, Captain Marvel to be made. He was just like, no one's gonna buy it, no one's gonna do like whatever, all the naysaying. And then um, Feige was like, no, 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 let's do this. They wanted it earlier. They wanted a Black Widow movie earlier, at least he did. But Ike Perlmutter was like, no Black Widow movie, you know. So I think they kind of ended up buying him out in a way. Because he's like old Marvel, like Raimi Spider, uh, Spider-Man era producer. So, uh, but but like DC doesn't have like a central mind to like really like make sure that things are streamlined. And now they 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 wanted a universe after like Avengers came out, and they're like, oh, we can do the same thing. And now they're like, oh, we messed it up big time. Now it's a multiverse, like. All the bad movies are in one on one world. We'll never touch them again. All the good movies, though, are on this world over here. But if you want the Joker, you can have the Joker and that, like, in its own timeline. You can have, like, it's the multiverse now, so you don't have to cop to, like, making a mistake in the first place. I don't know. It seems well, like a cop-out. I, I, I mean, 
Because they're talking about like, okay, well then we'll do Flashpoint to reboot it. Like, no, no, no. Just move forward. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I I understand what happened. Marvel has this cinematic universe that's doing super well. But the reason that it was doing so well is twofold, in my opinion. A, lesser known characters. You, You cannot understate that enough. Is that Iron Man nobody like he was nobody's favorite you know you right. had to be a comic book reader um even i didn't like him because you know in his show he would just fight and then later would be like oh my heart hurts and you're like this is every episode what, what's yeah, happening cartoon, right? <laughs> yeah. um and uh so since people didn't have those ties to the character so much they gave them more free reign which gives mm-hmm. them more ability to build up a solid character that you know people could really love and relate to. Um, mm. DC being so recognizable. What do you do with Batman, for instance? Because Batman is the world's greatest detective. We don't ever see him do any detective stuff ever. No. We just see him uh, beat up mentally ill people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so so it's you know Batman and Superman mean different things to different people because they're such big and recognizable characters so hey you can't it's it's hard it's, it's really hard to start from zero and then the second reason um I say is because and they're kind of related but they didn't want to start at the beginning uh you know they wanted to start at Avengers level where you know phase one was all individual movies that were only connected through in credit scenes so only in right. credit scenes they were all standalone films um you know people talk about wonder woman the first wonder woman being so good that's because the first wonder woman was like a marvel origin film <laughs> right you know and and so you know that's they they try to to skip that step, but it's okay. I mean, going forward, understand that people want to enjoy the films. Um, understand that a big name actor or a big name director is actually a detriment to the film because if you're selling it based off of an actor, you want that their particular acting style. If you're selling it based off of a director, you need their director style. That means that they're going to overshadow the actual the actual property. Right. Um, and, you know, that's one of the huge things that Marvel has been doing is, you know, uh, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s career was done. Chris Hemsworth was uh, a, like a, an Australian soap actor. Um, right. Chris Evans was a heartthrob that had just aged out of heartthrob roles. Like, right. <laughs> You know, and the directors and stuff weren't, weren't big name movie directors as well. So that's why they did so well. And yeah, I think DC can really get things back if they consider what makes things good. Um, right. And last, sorry, one last thing. I know I'm going on and on, but okay. last thing is don't write movies backwards. I feel like they start with the big action set piece. Mm. Like, and I think it's partially related to having big name directors who don't love the franchise or the characters. <laughs> so they Google iconic Batman storylines. And then they're like, okay, this is a really cool fight in this comic. This is a cool fight in this comic. We'll put that in the movie. And then they have to write up to that point. And you're yeah. like, 
you know, Batman and Superman, the reason that they fought was non-existent. Um, yeah. And, and out of character. And you're like, why, why are they fighting? Like, they... yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to say something real quick uh, before I throw the ball to Nov, because Nov brought up something on um, the you know, on the Instagram live chat that I thought was very uh, made a lot of sense. But before I do, sorry, I told her to fake you go, out. Go, no. go, 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 uh, with with the Avengers, right? We saw origin stories for like most of the main Avengers, and then we saw them in the Avengers, and those origin stories shouldn't have made sense to be in the same universe, right? Like Thor, Captain America. Iron Man, maybe Captain America and Iron Man, yeah, isn't there, like, the Hulk, and, like, all these, like, random people with random origins, like, it, you have to, like, there's a, like, give them the benefit of doubt and, like, suspension of disbelief to be, like, oh, they're all in the same universe, but you gotta earn that, right? And so, what ends up happening in Justice League is now, like, we've never been introduced to anyone, and we have to believe that Atlantis takes place in the same like world as like Themyscira and Krypton's out there. And then there's Batman, but Batman doesn't have any powers. And they're like, like there's a suspension. Like they throw everything at you and they're like, you got to believe in gods, aliens, underwater fish, people, Batman people that have no powers. And like the flash is there. And then cyborg, like, so suddenly there's this other technology that's like taking over, over cyborg. And it's like, you have to book like, they drop you right in there like they're like hey you like avengers eat this up and it's like i don't know so i think that like the whole multi-genre thing which is kind of what what marvel's doing with all these different like now they're you know they have the scrolls and and all that stuff like we've earned it we've earned that like world um nub though you yeah. mentioned that the uh, I'll let I you explain, explain it about okay. Marvel characters. Yeah, right? so the way I best explain why I feel Marvel MCU films work versus DCEU films, or whatever they're calling DC Universe, films, yeah. I don't even know, um, is that, and it, it ties into pretty much everything both of you said, of like, we've, we've spent time with these characters, right? And so the best way to explain it, or the, the way I can simplify it is, you can take any two marvel characters like the main ones any heroes even some of the villains honestly put them in a room put them in any situation like the one example you used dimitri like gamora and ant-man at starbucks right and you can imagine how that conversation is going to go because we know these characters so well i can't do that with aquaman and superman based off of the characters they are in the films right like you can pretty much write out the dialogue and part of the reason everybody was so excited for infinity war is oh i wonder what's gonna happen when tony stark and dr strange come face to face or spider-man meeting you know uh, peter quill like all these things we envision because we know these characters and we know that their interactions are going to be funny or interesting or intense or whatever different situation based on who these characters are but we can do that because we know these characters and marvel has taken the time to explain these characters to us through their adventures. And like, it's not just even, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of films, every film pretty much has like exposition dumps. But what Marvel does really well is in their fight scenes and in their, you know, they have these silly interactions that just reveal more about the character to us. Like you you, you brought up the point, Dimitri, of when um, 
uh, Bucky and Rocket interacted in Infinity War. And it's like, yeah, that's how that would go. Like, you just go, like, yeah, that's that's kind of how they would react. Like, you, you feel that's an accurate depiction of these characters interacting with one another. And right. so it's something that... Um, that I feel DCU has failed to do, honestly, just because like I don't, I don't know Superman, and I love Superman, and I I can't say I know him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something that I brought up uh, uh, had brought up in that chat was that I, I think I was watching a Marvel featurette stating that each character is fighting as their character. They're not just throwing punches, throwing kicks. In Marvel, like uh, Bucky pulls up Rocket. So Rocket has a gun. Bucky has another gun. So it's like Bucky is dual wielding, but he's carrying Rocket <laughs> on one side with his own gun on the other side. And like, that's a Bucky Rocket moment. Bucky Rocket. Yeah, okay. I was about to say Rocky Bucket. Anyway, the point <laughs> being is, uh, uh, you see that. You, uh, Nov had brought up that like Captain America and Black Panther run ahead of the pack. And that's their character, right? And like, everybody is fighting with their own like point of view. And, and uh, I think what good characters are, a good character is a character that has strengths, weaknesses, and a strong point of view, right? Uh, and Marvel does that because Marvel has characters, and although they have a plot, they're like, well, sometimes the characters mess up the plot, and that's fine. Peter Quill and Thanos' gauntlet, like, Peter messes it up, and that's a Peter moment, and he, he has a flaw, right? Like, Peter Quill has flaws. Great. But when, when you do see in DC movies, in most of them, there are exceptions, but in most DC movies, they have the plot, and then they're like, well, how can, super, how can we change Superman to revolve around the plot, you know? And so, um, like, that's their approach. It's like, DC's like, we want these, uh, like uh, Brandon was saying, like, we want these DC storylines. How do we make our characters change their whole personality to fit this thing. How do we make Superman kill? Right? <laughs> like how do we like how do we make Superman kill? By the way, if my connection is 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 uh is funny, just let me know. Um we'll, but we'll uh yeah, okay. Uh so yeah, so there's that. There's like one is character driven and one's plot driven. And uh I, I think that that's a problem. There are DC movies I like, which we will get to, you know. We got we just gotta talk positively at some point. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything to say? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and uh, you know, like you said, I definitely don't don't want this to be just just bashing them, right? Um, but just just one more thing that I come to is the, the multi genre. Um, the DC films all feel like they're trying to fit the same genre, which means that there's going to be. I mean, that's that's what creates fatigue is because you're going to have a bunch of things that hit the same, you know, highs, lows, and it's going to be the same exact formula. Now, I know people will say Marvel movies are formulaic, but that's not true. If you, so. if you put all of the Marvel movies and stack them up, you know, and like a Venn diagram, the, yes, yes, then you can you can get that. But like I hear people talk about oh i mean well marvel humor is is this you're like uh i mean watch watch winter soldier like what what's the the humor part that you're talking about in there the first you know uh captain america or the thor movie or you know i mean like we can just go on and on and yes if just because an item will be in 
four movies, people say, oh, well, that's a Marvel style thing. And it's, it's just plain not, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, just, you know, trying to create a Venn diagram. And then yes, all the things that you see in the middle are what they have in common, but there's so much more that they don't have in common. Uh, but I right. think that we're finally getting to that with with DC, and I am excited. I mean, I watched the whole fandom uh, event, and yeah. I'm excited to see where we're going. The whole Matt Reeves Batman is looks really cool, um, at least from from what I've seen. They're taking a different take on it, and that's the biggest thing. I think they need to not be afraid to take risks. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. did you have something? Is he frozen or am I frozen? Uh, no, he's 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 frozen. I, I was okay. like, oh, he's been pretty still for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's you ever okay. do that? You ever do that? You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then you just like freeze. I know things are messed up with the. Uh, I, I know things are messed up on the stream right here, but. Um, uh, it's okay. Uh, we just keep the back. show rolling. We just yeah yeah yeah. Um, somebody said his finger is blurry, but it's like, what what if he's just do, what if he's doing this? <laughs> he's just doing it real fast he's so good with it it's like oh you trickster you tricky boy um uh, uh yeah people talk about the marvel formula and bring up that they're all comedies but they're not all comedies uh and also like how much comedy do you need to have to be considered a comedy as a genre like it, 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 oh, another thing too is um, like just the fact that it has comedy doesn't mean it's the same because the yeah. comedy in Thor Ragnarok is entirely different from the comedy in Guardians of the Galaxy but yeah. that movie specifically um, without being so comedic would have been mm-hmm. super dark and it, it would have lost a lot of its rewatchability which I think right. I mean, that's what one of the things that Marvel really excels at. But uh, I think that, like, the Aquaman movie did that pretty well. You know, they dipped into the the comedy. They um, right. I, I mean, while I do have my problems with it, I did right. I did enjoy enjoy that film. Uh, especially like Shazam had a, a ton of heart, and that was the purpose of the film is to have that heart, and it right. came through in spades and. Yeah, a movie's not perfect. And yeah, the the monsters just forgot that they could turn into smoke and not get hit anymore. But <laughs> but that's, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, they literally was like, oh yeah, you can't hit us for smoke. And then they just like, oh, now you can. Yeah. No, I guess. Uh, Shazam is one of my favorite DC movies, actually. Mm-hmm. Like Shazam, the first Wonder Woman, um are probably like my top two out of this DC universe. Uh, Aquaman was like good enough, but a little bit too much. Like there was, there was like five storylines in the Aquaman movie. Like it, why, why do you need five different storylines in an Aquaman movie? Like it went like two and a half hours. Like, Something that kind of killed me about the Aquaman movie specifically though, is there were so many scenes that I felt were straight out of Marvel movies that I just kept chuckling uh, while watching it. Like there, the whole scene in, um, were they in Italy? That was amazing. But there was other things like 
they're they're going into the underwater city and it looks exactly like they're going into Wakanda and like the ship looks mm-hmm. the same and like you know the way that they enter the Wakanda dome and then you can see the city like that's exactly what they do with their mm-hmm. um I you watch Black Manta put together his suit together and you're like this is Iron Man one I remember Tony Stark doing this exact scene um then there is uh there is when he f- finds his mom um that scene was the exact same scene as in ant-man 2 uh, only it was nicole kidman versus michelle pfeiffer and you're like wait what it's literally the same scene of them wearing the trappings of the creatures that they've killed and this and like swimming up and saving them yeah. um and then that and then there was a lot of there's there's a lot of just Thor stuff in there, except the roles are reversed and that one's Thor and he's Loki. Like they just swapped some of the elements of him. But it was still a good movie. But I, I can't not see that stuff when I watch it. Interesting. That's so interesting. Uh and Demetri, you're you're starting to to lag out a bit. Yeah, I think my internet went out for a quick second. <laughs> my bad. Um, I've been having issues over the past week. I've been trying to get that fixed, and I was like, I hope it just doesn't go out right now. Yeah, it's just, just it's my show now. Uh, my internet's good. So, <laughs> welcome to the King Show. Uh, my, my name is Dimitri. No, no, but um, like, what what is your like DC film ranking? Nuff ranking. Oh, that's interesting. I think at least top three. Movies. At least top three. We don't have to go to the bottom of it. So are we is this like post Dark Knight trilogy? Like are we talking that like Man of Steel onward? Or are we talking in gen like what is the Ooh. what are the parameters, you know? That's a good question. Um actually yeah, let's just do all of it. All of them. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I I'll have to think about that and I'll think about that while I'm talking. But it's interesting that you said uh what you said about aquaman because like i didn't hate it i was just bored in aquaman i literally walked out just bored and i was just like i mean it was there were some things that were cool like the opening fight scene was really cool because it was just like kind of like it was just a very dynamic way they did it and everything and um but i mean it it was i I hate comparing in general because like I understand, you know, the story of Aquaman makes sense, but like it was kind of similar to Thor one, right? Um, in terms of it's, uh, it's like okay, this fallen prince type character, you know, like I know he didn't really know, but it's kind of the same idea, and like he talks different to like I don't know, um, but yeah, I was just honestly, I was just bored in Aquaman. I just I didn't really in- so. It was- <laughs> It's not just you, but I've heard a lot of people said they really enjoyed Aquaman. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting because I walked out of there going, what did I just want? Like, I just wasted my time. That's two and a half hours. Which is, they could have chopped it by like 15, 20 minutes. And I think I would have been like, okay, that was, that was a fine movie. Um, I need to find out who's in charge of those decisions because like, uh, like Batman vs. Superman, the theatrical release didn't make sense as a movie. You know, like, like the other things that they added in um, actually gave you context, mm. you know, like uh, for the director's cut. The theat- in the theatrical release, the whole 
plot revolved around them thinking that Superman shot a bunch of people with machine guns. And it was like, wait, what? You know, later they, and the other one, they kind of torched the people. And then you're like, oh, maybe. They Power on. Um, Connected. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. But yeah. going all the way back to Nolan, I have to say, um, I think Batman Begins is the best Batman movie. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I knew I, I knew I liked you. Oh, because it's it's a movie about Batman being Batman. Like the the Dark Knight is an incredible film. It's a better film, but Batman has little to no part of <laughs> of, of that being so good. Right. Um, That's my biggest issue is like. Batman, like, I, I think the, I no one can say enough about the Joker, the performance of Heath Ledger and the Joker in Batman in the Dark Knight. But like, without that character, what is that film? Like, the film make the that character makes the film. And if your character that's not your titular character makes the film, there's a bit of a question of how you know, like, what did you do with this film? That's just the way I view it, and like. Um, I just found that so interesting that everybody loves, I mean, I get why they love The Dark Knight, but I personally don't love it the way everyone else does. I think it's a great film. I can't, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a dumb film. No, it's, it's a brilliant film, but it's still like, I've, so I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Batman. I should make that clear, by the way. Like, I, oh, okay. I absolutely loathe Batman. I have no interest in Batman because I just like the fantastical aspect of superheroes, like Superman and Thor are my favorite superheroes. Um, and so my friend pretty much dragged me to see Batman Begins. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And that scene where he goes on, like, he gets in the, the police chase in the Tumblr. I was just like, dude, this is odd. Like, I felt like I was in the Tumblr. <laughs> I was like, this is really good. And and just, like, I felt like you, you felt like, not you were Batman, but you could really connect with Batman and, and Bruce, actually, more so as well. And then in... Big in a dark night, he just kind of is, is there. You know, it's just like things happen and he responds to them, but you're not really like understanding Bruce anymore. I'm wearing hockey pads. <laughs> uh, I'm curious uh, on your, what do you think of the, the third one? I'm curious if you agree oh, with me. I'm not a fan the, of the, the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, yeah. So, so, so same because okay. the, the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, is he got like a plot twist? Like he loves yeah. it. Like, that's awesome. I mean, I love hearing different perspectives, but S- same. And that's why I didn't say it first because I, I didn't want to like influence anything. But like um the the third one. Well, also so one thing I always laugh about is when they're in he's in the tumbler and he goes into stealth mode. And basically, he just turns off the lights and changes lanes. <laughs> and like, where, where did he go? Like, he's still there. I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, yeah, uh, it's like to it's, the left. <laughs> um. I do but, have one. Oh, sorry. You go first, and then I'll bring up a because I was about to go to a different subject. So. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say the the Dark Knight Rises. Um, they are. Uh, oh, uh, Dimitri, I think your stream stopped. Did it? 
never mind. It's saying my browser encountered an error. <laughs> my, my bad. That was me. Um, any, anyways. Oh, okay. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in, that, in that film, for, for one thing, like, he, he's retired from being Batman. He's all broken down. Um, he has that sweet, like, mechanical kick thing that they show once, never comes back. They don't ever do anything <laughs> with it. But there's a lot that I just didn't understand, right? He breaks his back. He gets all of his assets are gone, and he's in a prison somewhere on the planet Earth. We don't know where. His okay. back is broken, right? He fixes it by hanging on a rope. And when I saw it in theaters, and he's trying to climb and escape, and he falls and gets hung up on the rope. I was like, oh, his back is broken again. No, uh, I just do it again without the rope. And you're like, okay, you're out of the prison. What does he do now? He doesn't have any assets. Where is this prison? In China or whatever? Doesn't matter. He just strolls <laughs> into the city up to Catwoman. Like, there's just a bunch of weird things in the film that, which I'm cool glossing over, like, things but there there are certain issues i just made a video on like the scenes in between the scenes and me trying to imagine the in between he climbs out of the prison to him walking through gotham right up to catwoman and i can't put i can't reconcile what happened in between these two moments like Keep in mind, he also took his time and the punisher the tom jane punisher does the same thing uh, Batman took the time to make a bat, like put gas in a bat logo on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Look, we need help. People are dying. And he's, and he's like, like, no, no, wait. Give me a second. This is going to be badass. <laughs> have you ever done, have you ever seen Batman do art? <laughs> I never get to express myself, you know? <laughs> Come on, just get, just a, just a couple hours. <laughs> It's it's the same with Punisher. Punisher does that same thing in Tom Jane's Punisher, where he puts bombs underneath the cars in the lot, and it just so happens when the cars explode, it creates a fiery skull from above, but nobody's watching the cars from above. Who is that for? You know? It's 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 all right. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Daredevil does that in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Like like after he like pushes the guy in front of the subway who and then he dies, like Phil Urich is like, he's like, what's that on the ground? Is that oil? Is that gas? Let me check it out. And it lights a perfect DD in the ground just in case someone drops a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> why would he think to why would he want to check if it's oil? Like, why would that be your thought? Like, oh, let me check if it's is oil. this gas? Let me let me yeah. light it on fire to find out. What if it leads somewhere and it explodes something? Why would you do that? Curiosity, man. Um, yeah, it's a subway do, like tunnel. Why? Okay. Why do people in horror movies hear a sound and like, oh, let's um, go check it out? You know, I'm just no nope. right. No, 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 no. I hope uh, which is closer. That's always my thought when I hear a sound in real oh, life. Yeah. Like, I hope it stays that distance that I hear it from. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, it's funny because we're, we're, uh, I mentioned a couple of Marvel movies that was before the Marvel MCU, right? It, it's like, that's a good example of like when Marvel didn't have their shit together, right? Like they were doing movies every which way. They're all different. They don't over. Uh, they don't cross over. 
until they hope that it crosses over. The X-Men Fox franchise is a mess. Yeah. It is. But X2 is is my jam. <laughs> and you're you're breaking up again. It's uh yeah. X-Men is weird, you know? It's uh I, I don't know what they <laughs> he's he's going in and out. No sense. Like uh I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah so so like i, I mean at, at least for, for me the early x-men my first two i i i enjoy i, I, mean, I enjoy one it started the whole thing x2 i love okay. i think it's a i think it's a great movie um same thing with uh, uh spider-man franchise spider-man 2 specifically yeah. love, love that movie but they ended up falling into the same trope with the X-Men movies were never about the X-Men. They were all about mm. Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence. And, you know, like, how, when, when does Mystique lead the X-Men again? No, that doesn't ever, ever happen? No. Uh, but she's just a bigger actor. Yeah. I mean, so I... I think Days of Future Past and First Class are actually really good films. Um, so it didn't bother me so much then. Um, but then, because I don't think even Fassbender and, um, why am I blanking on his name right now? The guy who played Charles Xavier. Why am I, McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Neither of them, I think, were that big at the time. I don't no. think. Yeah. So it was actually, they were kind of going in that direction. I think Lawrence had just done Hunger Games, though, I think, right? So they obviously were taking advantage of that. Um, and and that's, that's kind of when it made the, the turn is after Days of Future Past. Um, right. Because after that, like, Jennifer Lawrence, like, her character as, as Mystique, did a whole arc on being mutant and proud and like, yeah, I don't need to just look good for you guys anymore. And then the following movie, oh, he was totally yeah. forgot about that. Uh, yeah. You know, she went back to just being Jennifer Lawrence for most of the time and then started being <laughs> the X-Men. And then uh, every- by the way, oh, uh, sorry, real quick. I just want to interject. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence did X-Men first class in 2011. Hunger Games was 2012. Oh, okay. That's when things picked up for her. That makes sense, actually. Point and everything. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, and and it's it's just uh, it's 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 interesting. Also, how come every single movie you have to give uh, Magneto a family and then kill them all so that he has a reason to be in the movie? Mm-hmm. But they do that in every single one, and then every movie right. takes place in a different decade, but none of that's ever like. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, X-Men Apocalypse was... Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Right. I, that movie. I can't, can't handle There's, that movie. So my, my roommate at the time, I'm, I'm watching the movie, and my roommate didn't want to watch it at all. He ended up joining me halfway through because I was laughing hysterically. 
what part? Oh my goodness. So when um Storm first meets uh Ina Basur, um he's never known as Apocalypse in the whole film, by the way. Just a little weird, but she meets him and basically he's like Gara because he only has sand power. I don't even know what he, he does. But, <laughs> uh, but he goes in and he touches the tube TV. Yeah. And she goes, what is he doing? And he goes, learning. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, poor Oscar Isaac. <laughs> First of all, who wrote that? Second of all, it's a tube TV. How are you getting information? There's no internet. Right. Like, what are you, what are you learning? I how to fix Maybe tube ev- TVs? Everything uh, on every channel at once, but only for five to ten seconds. Are you are, are they like, broadcasting like nuclear codes uh, over the air on television? Like, I don't know, man. I didn't uh, even get into that much detail with that film. I was just baffled by everything <laughs> like i was yeah. more of the big picture stuff i didn't get into the details <laughs> uh the thing about the thing about uh well what was somebody saying mr plow was saying that apocalypse is like a power broker type thing like he's just collecting and trading powers right he's just like he's giving powers he's taking powers Tyler? everybody gets power <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and like yeah poor oscar isaac for that there's a lot that doesn't make sense in that movie. Uh, uh, sorry to piggyback on nothing. I added nothing to what you said. So. They, no, no. Those that's, X-Men, that's... the later X-Men movies in particular, like Apocalypse and Phoenix, did the same thing that like DC was trying to do, where they're like, we have these big storylines. Let's just let's just do them. And it's like, no, that's not how you do that. Like, you need to give us Gene, a Gene that we are emotionally invested in before we ever get to her becoming Phoenix. And I think Gene right. was introduced in Apocalypse. Like, it was just like, what are you doing? At least with the original X-Men, it's like you built it for two films. And like, yes, it didn't go the best in X3, but it was done correct, you know, correctly, whatever. Like, it was done in a way that you felt, oh, no, this is happening to one of our beloved characters versus like, I didn't even watch Dark Phoenix. So I was not getting going anywhere near that thing. I um, did watch it. Oh, gosh. There's no plot in the movie. <laughs> There's no, pl- there's no, there's no plot in the film. It's 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 so funny. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard but, all bad things. But I can't. I, I mean, I can't stress that there's literally no plot. I could. There, there's that movie is not about anything. And then uh, a weird alien race that we don't know who they are. They never gloss over that. And she's like talking to. Phoenix and I don't know what she wants and that that was never yeah it was it's a bizarre, but um the the actor she did a good job if you if they just spent less time on the three big name actors throughout yeah. this franchise and built the team they would have had a strong franchise but I'm glad that they didn't because that probably helped um Disney buy them <laughs> yeah and I'm hoping that just like what I'm hoping for X-Men is that they do what they've continued to do, which is like with Guardians. That's what I look at the template of X-Men is like, I want them to take relatively unknown, you know, or even just like the letter tier X-Men. I do I really don't want even like I want as little of Magneto and Charles as possible. 
Um, first of all, because you've had them twice by four brilliant actors. How, mm -hmm. how, how can you find two more actors to play these characters? I don't know, because it's just that's risky, because then they have to live up to two different, you know, plays of, of these characters. So just like Plus I feel like Magneto's aged out of being in the movies without changing his origin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about we're talking about how oh we're talking about that now? Yeah, well I was saying I, I would I would hope that Marvel kind of treats X-Men the same way they've done with like Guardians. Like take these Ooh. lesser known characters. Don't give us Magneto and and Charles and Gene and maybe one of them is like the the teacher, the mentor, you know, like running the institute. Maybe that's where you go is like Storm or Gene who are running the institute. But then like I don't know why, but focus on like Jubilee. I just think Jubilee's a fun character. It keeps getting shafted. It's so sad. Yeah, a um, shadow cat. Um, yeah, almost in every X Men movie. Like they keep, they keep showing Jubilee in X Men movies, and uh, uh, they never do anything with her. But sorry, uh, Brandon, you said Shadowcat. Oh yeah, we we need we need a lot more of um, Kitty Pride's character, and like I just just like just like what what uh, Nev said, that's exactly what we need is we need to get a rid a get away from this core team at least like the Chris Claremont team that everyone's super yeah. familiar with. And let's let's mix it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Storm as a team lead, uh, Storm or Cyclops as a team lead would be just great. And you know we need to have um, Kitty Pride is such an underrated character. She is so cool in the comics and stuff. Um, but there's so many really interesting mutants that that they could could have. And yeah. And I mean, I I don't I don't even know how you recast. Wolverine and yeah, well, <laughs> you, like, you don't you don't at first. I I think they need to shelve Wolverine for a little bit, you know. Instead yeah. of depending on him, like he's the Batman of DC, like Wolver like the flagship character that oh, everybody wants everywhere. But it's like Mar Marvel Cinematic Universe is fine without Wolverine for now. Yeah, you know. Um, if anything, but, I would oh, yeah. say I mean you you do um. I don't know if they're going to just wipe, you know, like Logan's storyline, but like, uh, I can't remember the actor and actor's, actor's name right now, but the, the girl who played, um, whatever her name was in, in oh, Logan. Uh, X-23, Laura, uh, uh, what's, yeah. yeah, what's her, I'm thinking Laura Kinney, but Laura Kinney is her, her it's character's the actor's name. name. Wait. No, wait, Laura Kinney's the actress's name? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But like that's how I would do Wolverine. Who am I? When, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Wolverine, Logan himself, but bring in like, especially since it seems like they're setting up for like Young Avengers or New Avengers, whatever. Like you're having, you know, yeah. um, I forget Hawkeye's daughter's code name or whatever. Not um, daughter, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, a Bishop, Kate Bishop. You're having Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have Cassie now, Cassie Lang, and like so you're already setting yeah. it up. Might as well just. If if you're gonna go the route of trying to get a Wolverine, that's my thought, you know. Because yeah. I just I really like that actor. I thought she was brilliant in Logan. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I I said I I said it backwards. It's it's I think it's Daphne King is the Daphne actor. King is the actress. Laura, Laura King, King, King is, is the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. super that's, that's, weird. That's okay. uh, yeah, um, yeah, super beards in the uh, in the comments there, uh, uh, helping us out. And Mr. Plow. Um, yeah, and Mr. Plow. Um, 
I, I mean, I have, my, That's I, my my lineup. Uh, I have my lineup for what I want in a new X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so it would, well, the problem is, is like, I don't think they should bring in mutants from the multiverse. First things first, I don't think Marvel's doing a multiverse like we think they're doing a multiverse. I don't think they're doing that. Uh, I don't, I, I think it's too much uh, for MCU and it's going to alienate fans. Is Scarlet uh, Witch going to bring them in? A reverse House I of M? I don't think so. Because you lose a lot of the old characters like that need to... like it's and Professor X isn't just going to be some old bald man that suddenly gets psychic powers. Or Magneto suddenly gets magnetic powers. Or Wolverine suddenly is like... you know, And then everything starts from that point on. I, I don't think so. That being said... Like maybe she'll affect reality, so they were always there. I don't know, mm. but the but my idea for the lineup has to do with like the government choosing to keep mutants a secret from the general populace, so they trust Xavier's team to capture and educate these mutants and take them out before anyone kind of picks up on the fact that mutants exist. Um, Ooh, but like X-Force I got like. Style. Yeah, like like X Force, uh, X Factor, I think originally, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Cyclops and Storm, Gambit is the good like lone wolf womanizer. Like he's the Wolverine trope, the bad boy. Like mm. he's there, but there's no triangle between the three of them. Uh, Forge, if you guys remember Forge, uh, as a love interest for Storm. Uh, well, North Star too. Uh- like Storm's what? love interest, not yeah. not Storm is the love interest. I just like that. It's a small thing. No, no, it's Storm's love interest because Storm <laughs> is like the team leader. Cyclops right. is going through some things right now. Uh, North I'm, Star. I'm so sad that we're not going to get Storm and Black Panther together. Uh, like I, I really, really needed um, uh, a Doom War to happen in the MCU and have Doctor Doom be the next big bad. Yeah, just makes me so sad. But I'm, I'm sorry. Well, go on. What do you what do you think they're gonna do with Black Panther? Because I, I do think my theory, they've said that they're 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 not gonna focus on T'Challa right now. They didn't say he's dead, but they said the next one won't be about him. And I think they're gonna wait a little while and then recast Black Panther down the line. I think that they're gonna focus on some other characters. I think they will eventually recast T'Challa. Hmm. I think they, they have to he's dead. Unless they just say he's dead, but I I don't think so. They did say that they weren't going to recast, but um, but I don't believe it. Listen, I, I have seen so many freaking different Batmans. Like I can handle I can handle two uh two T'Challas. Yeah. Um but if you know, like I said, I want I want Doomed War because I think that's an amazing storyline. And um and he T'Challa was not Black Panther at that point in time. You know, his what, sister was. What's the plot of What's the plot of Doom War? I don't. I don't think I read that one. So Doom War, basically, you know, um, vibranium also amplifies magical abilities, magic based mm-hmm. abilities, and so basically, Doctor Doom steals all the vibranium in, <laughs> and, and it's it's such an awesome storyline how he does it because he even gets confronted by Bast, the uh, Panther God. Yeah. And even Bast is like, oh, I've looked into all the different futures and like the only one that has peace is when you're ruling everything. And he's like, yep, 
that's me. I'm Doctor Doom. Like, let's do- Doctor Doom is my favorite comic book character. It's mm. hard, hard stop. Doctor Doom is, um, yeah, he's he's just the he's just the best in my in my opinion. Yeah, I, I know he's a villain, but but is he a villain though? I mean, he is a villain. He's a dictator, but he does get some stuff done. Okay. So he's a dictator, but he's beloved by his people, though. His people but aren't suffering. But nobody else. Right? <laughs> so so I, I love him because he always has his, he has just different goals. Uh, I think uh, the cartoon Earth's Mightiest Heroes, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's amazing. Yes. Um, but I think Earth's Mightiest Heroes, like, really portrayed him well of, like, yes, he went in and he kidnapped like Sue Storm and they had to come in and bust him out. But it's because he figured out that the scrolls had invaded and was inventing technology in order to to find them. So yeah, what he did was a dick move. But like he's like, no, I'm trying to save the earth and you guys would not have let me have done this. Uh and this is what was needed. And because of his technology they they were saved. But that's that's what that's what Doom's about. Yeah. Uh I mean he's very similar in a sense to, to Lex Luthor. Like, in the ends, justify the means. Lex Luthor will do bad things, but he can also do good things. But do we want Doom? Doom would be like, do I kill 10% of the population to save the other 90? Whereas, like, other heroes are like, maybe there's another option. And Doom's like, nah, I'll just, whatever. Right? That's Doom, right? Yes. uh, Yes, to an extent. I I always, so I... I, I, I do love Lex Luthor. I actually hate the comparison because Norman Osborn is the Lex Luthor of mm-hmm. Marvel. Interesting. Um, Lex Corp, Oscorp, okay. the yes. singular focus on their villain. And, you know, because Lex Luthor is, is insane. Like, he, his focus is on Superman so much that uh, he can't he can't handle it. But, right. Um, <laughs> so, so, I feel... I feel like Dr. Doom's closest comparison would be evil Batman. Like if Batman... ...as dabble in like the mysticism and in the technology side and in all of this stuff, he just has no need to try and take anything over so he would never do it. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I see that comparison. Um, what, uh, or, sorry, no, did you have, did you have something you were going to add on to? Um, no, there's been a lot, so my brain is... Yeah, just, there's been a lot. I'm like, uh, what am I... I'm sorry, I hope I'm not taking over. No, 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 you're fine. I'm just saying there's just a lot of, I'm loving the discussions, there's just so much. I'm trying to think where we were even where this all stemmed from that I can kind of like jump in at. <laughs> right. So, um, um, go, go ask. Uh, here, here's a good question then for, for, for Nuv and then uh, for Brandon, uh, somebody brought it up earlier, but just because like, it's easy to say like, okay, these DC films just aren't working. Like why is it not working is one thing. But I think the real question is like, how would you fix it? Like, how do you fix it from this point onwards? Knowing yeah, everything that has happened has happened. Wonder Woman 84 came out. It is what it is. Like, I really wanted to love Wonder Woman 84, and uh, it has a lot of problems. So we're not asking to fix the things that already came out, but rather, what movies do you make 
what movies and what moves do you make from this point on? Hmm. This is an interesting one. Because if they had already done a Flash film, I would have said do Flashpoint and just get it all, you know, back. It's just, that's right. my thought is like the easy way out is like, but I don't want to do Flashpoint when you haven't even really introduced us to the Flash enough. I agree. I right. definitely agree. Yeah. So that's not my, like being in terms of like reality, which is this, what we have, which is no Flash film. I don't see a point in doing Flashpoint. So I don't think that's the way to go. Um, it's interesting. I feel you. Hmm. What would I do? I don't know because it's, there's so many inconsistencies in this universe too. And it's just right. it's, like even Wonder Woman 84 is, I haven't seen it actually. Cause I just, one, I don't have HBO max and I wasn't going to mm. pay for it. Um, and so, but like she, I don't get what was she doing. Do they explain what she was doing during that whole time frame of like 40, what, what she was World War II, right? So it was like 40. Yeah. Oh, World, World War I. World War I. My goodness. So what was she doing from 1918 till 84? Uh, in the movie, they do say that like she helped liberate some concentration camps and whatnot, but like she's still in secret. Like Wonder Woman's not a world known name. She's undercover and stuff. But I don't know what she's, I mean, it doesn't really explain in depth what she's been doing. And this movie didn't have to take place in 1984. Like there was nothing about it that needed just, to be there. They should have just, see, this is why, okay, this is, I was going to bring this up earlier because I, I'm not answering your question because I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to understand what DC was thinking. And I think this would have made more sense now that we've talked about this, like, so in Wonder Woman, the thing that bothered me about Wonder Woman, people seem to really like that movie. And I thought it was a good movie, but the end makes no sense to me. Thank you. Of, of, of what? What are we talking about? I feel, about I, I feel oh, the so validated. Okay. Yes, the first one. Okay, I so, so validated. The third act doesn't make any sense. So she, this whole, and like they built it up so well, I felt. She's been like, look, it's good and evil. Like I just have to defeat Ares evil's done cool and she's like pushing this idea so hard i'm like oh okay naturally she defeats aries realizes that good and evil aren't as simple and like life you know goes on and they did that and then they still introduced aries again and we're like now nah, we need a big cgi battle i'm like why this was brilliant character development like i was so ready for her she's like looking around after she defeated aries and she's like Maybe people are just evil. And you could have sent her back to Themyscira at that point. Like, I can't help humankind then. Like, if, if evil is just there, then, like, whatever. Like, it sounds bad, but, like, you know, she's still young. She just started helping people. So it would be almost natural for her to have that response. Like, good and evil are have always been taught to her in that way. And so if she goes, like, I, I can't do, I can't stop all evil like if evil always exists then i can't stop it and she just right. dips back to the mascara until 84 or till justice league time i don't know whatever right that that was it's always been my issue and the reason it bothers me so much is because it's such a key point of the film and i've never heard anyone speak about this and it drives me mad because it's not like it's this little detail it's her whole character arc in my opinion and yeah. everybody's just fine that she has no issues with it and I'm just like, 
how? How do people watch this film and just gloss over that? And it, yeah. it, for me, it ruined the entire film because that's like that's like Peter not learning anything at the end of at the at the end of Homecoming, like realizing that it's not the hero, the suit. Like he was just like, no, I just got a new suit. It's okay. Like everything's good. Like we're just gonna go. <laughs> I'd be like, no, that's not, no Peter. That's wrong. <laughs> but yeah. But that's what happened in Wonder Woman, and everybody was just like, "Great film, great film, everyone." Yeah. And I'm like, "Really? Was it?" <laughs> um, Super Superbeard is saying that Patty Jenkins didn't choose the ending for that movie that WB did. Yeah, of course. Um, and kind of that's the problem with DC movies is like, like <laughs> you do get good talented people, and the WB steps in and says, "Nah, we want it this way." Right. Right. Yeah. But you make a you make a good point though. I mean, there's there is uh, a lot of supporting evidence to that's what happened with Justice League of mm-hmm. that the studio mandated had to be two hours exactly, no more because if it's any more, then we get less showings in movie theaters, right? right which lowers our profit margin, and the movie just wasn't ready to be released. But they're like, no, it needs to be released this year. So that it goes on the books for this year, um, for your shareholders and things like that. But um, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with with your take on on Wonder Woman and um, Wonder Woman eighty four is a byproduct of of the DCEU. I mean, they they pigeonholed her by saying this is a universe. BVS pigeonholed her by saying this is a universe where people do not know who Wonder Woman is, and she has been in hiding because of her love for one person who she lost that pigeonholed her. So they could tell in an open story on how those they met, but Wonder Woman 84, she had to stay in secret. She couldn't ever become full on Wonder Woman for, for the, for the universe or for the, the world. And she couldn't get a new love interest because they had already established that. And that's what they need to just let go, you know, like, you're still holding on. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> I see what you did there. So if, if I were to, if, if I were working in there, I would say, hey, we need to approach this from two angles, right? Um, we have the Matt Reeves Batman. Let's establish the ground, ground level. Next project, Green Lantern. And I would do a Green Lantern like training day movie where Hal Jordan is already the Green Lantern. He's been Green Lantern. He just hasn't been on Earth because there's way more planets in the sector. Um, He left Earth a long time ago. Don't want to see an origin for him. Don't need it. And uh, but we we get to see him train um, the next Green Lantern, um, John Stewart, and. And it's like, and so it's it's reverse training day. <laughs> In that sense, yeah. Uh, and, but during his training, the, you can always you can say things like, "Oh man, like we don't have this type of thing on Earth," and they can just say, "There's a lot more heroes on the Earth than you're aware of." Um, but certain, you know, and you can give it the whole men in black treatment of. If people knew what actually happened, they would lose their crap, which is which is true. Uh, but you can just just lightly lightly touch on on Earth and play. Yes, there's more people there. There's more heroes there. There's a lot more stuff that that goes on. Um, 
and they do everything that they can to make sure that peace on earth can can continue uh, but have the events of that movie disrupt that peace and then now everything is going to come up to the surface that's yeah that's kind of what i what i would do i'm a huge green yeah. lantern fan myself mm. oh yeah, yeah yeah same here uh uh, I feel like it sounds disingenuous when I say, oh, yeah, I'm a fan, too, because I like everything. So it's not like I'm picking and choosing. I'm not like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of Green Ledger. I'm a fan of Flash and Martian Manhunter. And I'll like, oh, come on, Dimitri. You got to settle down sometime. You can't be a <laughs> bachelor with your interests. Um, oh, sorry. One, one addendum. Yeah. If we are digging into this multiverse thing, mm-hmm. um. We you we could also scale up the Green Lanterns as well. Hal Jordan Cruz. Mm. And because Jessica Cruz gets her Green Lantern power from a different universe, and they can just lean into that as well. And also mix things up, get some little little diversity going, you know? Yeah. I, I don't I don't need Hal Jordan like anymore nope. i don't need hal i love kyle i love john uh like i love guy like i i i, I like those green lanterns so much better nope. than hal <laughs> lost me what wait lost you what a guy yeah <laughs> oh i mean guys are a dick but guys like guys like uh you know uh chris pratt right like yeah. guys kind of like you know that's uh, who i would cast sure. as guy gardner <laughs> yeah yeah um, Who would you cast as John Stewart? Is the real question. Uh, 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 John uh, Washington, John David, oh, John David Washington. Yeah, choice. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, especially if you're doing with the uh, the younger kind of like being more training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be easy to say Idris Elba, but like, <laughs> you know, he's scary. already in the Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, what, what's cool that DC is doing, and it's very similar to what Marvel is doing, but basically Disney Plus has Marvel and Star Wars shows. Well, HBO Max is prepping these shows that link with these movies. So The Suicide Squad is going to have a Peacemaker prequel series mm. with with, uh, with John Cena. And, uh, uh, like, there, he's going to have a prequel series, so he could technically still die in The Suicide Squad, which I think he will, but... Uh, uh, you're gonna see a prequel series, and Matt Reeves' Gotham or Matt Reeves' Batman movie is gonna have for sure a Gotham PD spinoff series on HBO Max. And then I heard rumors; it's not uh, 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 founded that they could do a Catwoman series as well with Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. And I think that that is a good approach for DC. Is to uh, uh, do that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know? I do think just if they, you know, I, I don't know how you tie everything, you know, like to make it make sense. But I do think just moving forward, the main thing they have to do is like pick a character when they pick a character. Right. So whoever it is like Batman, then just like hone in on what makes Batman Batman and tell right. a story of Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Like that's really what they need to do is give us these stories of these like it sounds silly but they just kind of have to do what marvel already did 10 years ago now um right they could have already been halfway there at this point if they had done it initially but because they chose not to now they have to just like since they're restarting since they're doing another batman like okay this just 
if it, he's gonna be the the centerpiece, I get it. It's Batman. They love Batman. People love Batman. So fine. Like I accept it. Make him the centerpiece, and everything else can kind of like branch around him. But like, like you did with Iron Man, then like tie things in, drop little Easter eggs or references to like Metropolis and things in other movies. It's fine. But then when you make a movie about a character really like develop that character and properly display to us why we should care before you ever have them meet someone else. Like that's the biggest thing is just like, do not have Clark Kent meet, you know what it's, no, I'll take that back. You can have Clark Kent meet Bruce Wayne in some like chance encounter. That's fine with me actually, but do not have Superman meet Batman until we know Superman. Like Superman didn't even know Superman in Man of Steel. He literally right. just became Superman the other day. And now we're like, oh, now he's fighting Batman? That makes no sense. Right. Right. Uh, talk about a movie that got all the characters wrong is Batman versus Superman. Like, every character wrong. Lex Luthor, like Wonder Woman, mostly. Uh, uh, you know, she was all right. Uh, Batman and Superman. Like, every character was wrong in that movie. The flash. There's a Batman. Oh, what? Uh, there's there's a Batman line in that film, which is like, if there's even a one percent chance, then we have to take it as an absolute certainty. You're like, that's not how math works. That's not what Bruce <laughs> would say. Like, no, what the hell, who, what? <laughs> it's also just like, how, how, how do you take look at the source material of the world's greatest detective? And this is why the Martha line ultimately is stupid because he should have known this. This is should have just been common knowledge to him at this point. He should have found out who Clark was and that he had parents and he should have known this. I don't, that's the ultimate, like people are like, oh, you think it's just a silly line? No, it just makes no sense with the character of Batman. But when you are Zack Snyder and you don't choose to actually look at the character of Batman or Superman and you give us whatever you gave us, then yeah, then I guess it makes sense in that world. But yeah. <laughs> you want to know my hot take? Sorry, real, just real quick. Yeah. My hot take. and Because everybody bags on Batman v Superman and I hate Batman v Superman. My hot take is I like the Martha line. Interesting. Mostly because it's never been really addressed by, like, they're both, there's Martha Kent and there's Martha Wayne. It, they've never tied it in even, like, in a weird meta way. And so this, to me, is the only, like, thing I liked, really, is that, like, he's like, your mother's Martha, my mother's Martha. It's not the same Martha, but you had a human mother. It, it humanizes Superman. I guess as Batman's about to murder him, that part yeah. didn't make sense. <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense. I don't like it at all. But Here's the thing. my hot take is it that could have been no. You're you're absolutely right. It could have been an amazing line had we really hammered down on this idea that Batman does not consider him to be a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, it did need to happen in the fight. Like, it could have been a whole thing. Like, they had one initial encounter, right? Maybe it was, like, a quick thing, and, like, you know, Superman just was like, uh, I got I got something to take care of. That's why he flew away. He's like, screw this. I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> and so Batman's, like, even more angry. Like, you just rejected me? <laughs> like, but then he goes and, like, just, like, it could have been a scene with him and 
Lois, who they didn't give any screen time to anyway. Like, what is the point of having Lois Lane if she's doing nothing? Right. Also, Harry White. You had Lawrence Fishburne and and Amy Adams doing nothing, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, no. So, uh, and I think a big part of it, as well as well, is that um, Zack Snyder, who actually is a huge geek, he, he truly is, um, and I only know this. Because I I would I was bagging on him before, but I actually have a friend who lives in Washington, my friend David, who went to showings of the movie and met Zack Snyder and then have actually become friends with Zack Snyder. It's oh, super wow. weird. And like he talks to him about like all this this cool stuff, I'm like, okay. And he loves, he actually does really love the characters and had this really stylized version that would have been amazing as a comic. It just shouldn't have been our mainline thing. It's, it's kind of yeah. like how the Injustice comic series is actually great. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. But it can't be our, our main Superman. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but if we had stopped... God damn it. He is not Jesus. Like, <laughs> if you had stopped the Jesus motif, then we could yeah. focus on what Superman is really about, which is immigration. If you could have, like, actually, uh, uh, he, he's this alien from somewhere else, and that's why Batman doesn't trust him. And he thinks he can go off at any time. And so he's doing all these things. And if you can hammer that, that's that's the animosity. And then he finds out about he had a, a mother. He just like he did. And he realizes, oh, my goodness, I became this because I saw my mom get murdered. Also, I don't ever want to see Martha's Pearls again. <laughs> The pearls, yes. the pearls in slow motion. Don't ever show that to me again, ever. Right. But <laughs> the pearls also, have more characters, like screen time than some like yeah. characters. <laughs> every director, every director wants to do their death. So it's in every Batman movie, right? And the pearls falling in slow motion and you see them right. rolling on the ground. Uh, you, we never actually, like, I don't know if we, do we ever see the parents get shot or is it always Bruce's face? And you hear in like it's Bruce's like, face and the gun light, like the yeah, like oh. you never actually the parents you never see them get shot. It's like, yeah. which is interesting. Like you don't have to. I don't want to necessarily see that, but it's just interesting that like, it's always and the focus is always Bruce, which I guess makes sense. But it's just it's strange to me. Like we've seen it a bunch, but we've actually never seen it. You've yeah. seen more pearls than we have Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne combined. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is, that's yeah. factual. I will stand yeah. by that. Uh, I still haven't seen Joker, by the way. Yeah, I well. still, I haven't, I never, I didn't want to. It, it wasn't what I wanted. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. like. I mean, I saw, I did see it. Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't personally like the idea of taking villains and then like, not not giving them a different, like, you know, Persona, I don't know. I just like the idea of having a Venom and a Joker solo film makes very little sense to me. And it's just strange. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I'll, I'll fight you on Venom. But, okay. um, really? What, what's your, what's your input on Venom? 
Well, I I love Venom as a character. Um, yeah. And there's so many things that, that they could go, especially if you read the comics. Um, the most recent run on Venom is was incredible. Also, uh, the Venom Space Knight had tons of potential, but it's because Venom as a character is not inherently um, a villain. Right. He is a one-of-a-kind, like, weird, non-binary, like, alien parasite that, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't seek to control the world. He doesn't want to rob banks. Uh, he's only a villain because he fights he fights Spider-Man, but he only fights Spider-Man because he's, like, a scorned lover of Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so... Joker, I don't want to see an origin story because he is pure evil, pure chaos, uh, um, and, and all this stuff. And I don't want to, I don't think anyone should identify with it. And I know there are already a lot of like just toxic masculinity <laughs> people who are not aware that they're being shaped by toxic mas masculinity, but they identify with the character from the movie Joker, and you're like, that's not cool, but. Venom as a character is a monster movie where the monster isn't a bad guy, but needs to learn that if you're hungry, you can't bite people's heads off. <laughs> and so that's that's what I love about him. That's uh, and I think Dimitri's gone again, but yeah. that's one of of my favorite moments in the comics. Is Venom is trying to do good. And a man steals this, this woman's purse and he like chases him through the subway and all that stuff. He finally catches him and he gets the, the purse and he's like, normally I would have eaten you, but I'm trying to be better. And he just like tosses a guy and then the subway hits that guy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, damn it. Like he's actually a, a comedic like monster <laughs> He's a, he's a comedic bull in a china shop is, is kind of how I see the character. Gotcha. So my, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but like I do have, I've not read many comics in general. So my knowledge is not surface level because I'm like, I read up on like character histories and I've, you know, I explore it and I've seen plenty of other media content, but I don't know all the ins and outs of these characters through the comics. But I, I'm not saying, I guess it's, if they depicted that first, maybe with Spider-Man's angle, and then you broke off into a Venom film, I think that would work, like your, your whole thing. I think you do start off just because the casual audience, the mass audience know Venom in that way. So you introduce mm -hmm. him through Spider-Man and then you can do these other stories that you can then always tie back to Spider-Man if you want. But that's just my thought is, you know, because um, these are obviously films for mass consumption. And so um, I do think him starting in Spider-Man would have been fine and then you could break off um, even with Joker, you can do a solo film. I don't think you should do an origin film, but I think Joker can have a solo film if he was already like tied into Batman. I just feel like yeah. that's how people know them, and that's kind of how you maybe, and it might not be right, but that's how I feel you should approach it, you know, in the initial run. Yeah, I, right. I, I like introduce them as people know them, right, and then build the nuance off of that. I I agree. Uh, I mean, there's there's Batman the Animated Series episodes that are pretty much just the Joker show, right? Mm. Like, there's episodes that is just like Joker and Harley and their plotline. And they're great episodes. Because Joker can have his own story, but 
first thing no, I don't Mike I, Hamill steals any scene he's in. That's what I right. Think. But but, uh, but I, I don't think we need a Joker origin story, first of all. And then second thing is, from what I saw of the Joker movie, I don't think we need to redeem, like, school shooter mentality type thing. You know what I mean? Like, why is there people like it's just toxic that's toxic to me like the joker should be like charming but but definitely bad right like so, not someone you think of, so what did you think of um um suicide squad with a uh, e-boy like rapper uh joker? <laughs> with with jared uh jared leto joker uh i hated him he was horrible uh i i what i wanted because i was constantly in denial up until like a certain point with suicide squad uh but i wanted i wanted joker to have put that stuff on as a persona just for one trick you know what i mean like he's that's his style right he could change things up and like he could wipe the tattoos off you know what i mean like that would have been cool and take out the grill and like be like that's just that's just one thing i'm tired of it can you imagine, like, if Jared Leto played it to the point, like, I'm tired of this, you know? Let's reinvent ourselves and, like, right. go and do something else. But that would have been cool. That would have been interesting. I just saw Mr. Plow said that they really should have made him Jason Todd. Such a missed opportunity. And mm. I recently read Three Jokers, and uh, I, I like, I like, I like Mr. Plow. Just, just, yeah. Saying. Um, well, you know what's that's the other thing with um, like you could have tied that in with BVS because again as a still like casual to an extent I'm a bit more on the casual side of superheroes because I don't read the comics so like I have somewhat of a perspective of that viewing it I don't get why Batman was the way he was in BVS from what they showed us right it like okay his parents were killed we all know that story and he wasn't like that in any other iteration so why are you suddenly making him this psychopath so instead of again doing the parents death and the pearls you could have just done the jason todd scene where joker kills jason todd that's how i would have done it because that would have actually explained his rage like now how can i trust anybody i literally like to me that made more sense and they they showed it too like that's my point is they show his cowl or whatever his uh his kind of suit suit. yeah Yeah. and so it's like so you showed it just for comic book fans to get but like no one else is going to understand that i right right it's a pivotal thing it's a it's a pretty big thing (laughs) someone get killed like it's not something you just oh i stare at this thing and like people who don't know what they're talking about are just like okay right man bvs was a mess Oh, dude, the editing and the pacing of that, in, like, alone. Like, we were just talking about characters. I watched that movie, and I'm just like, what is going on? It's going, it's cutting back and forth to all these different things, and you're trying to keep up with the entire story, but it's all being, like, pushed together and just, like, suddenly, you're like, now they're fighting. I was like, wait. Yeah. I, like, Wonder Woman was, what was Wonder Woman doing? Why is she even here? Like, yeah. What's with the flash or the scene where he's looking at all the like? What does any of that have to do with anything in this film? <laughs> right. So I'm just picturing um, uh, Lex Luthor like 
going to graphic design school so that he could design the logos for the entire Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Question. Um, yeah. Will Leto bounce back with Morbius? I'm interested in Morbius. So here's the I, thing. I have a certain affinity for Jared Leto because I love 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, okay. And if you've ever watched their music videos, they are films. Their music videos are short films. So I actually wasn't worried about Jared Leto playing the Joker. Right. I just think they wrote it so badly and put him in such a poor position. Why was he not the main villain? Why was Enchantress the main villain? How do you get the character of the Joker? And then you're like, nah, he's he's just, he's like a little mobster, whatever, whatever. Yeah. What? It's the okay. Joker. I, I just have to say something. I want. I need to know if it bothers you guys as much as me. So it sounds like we all saw Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. The the plot begins when they're coming in on a helicopter and they get hit with a rocket. Who shot that rocket? Who shot it? Oh no. Uh, one of those bubbly like army. The ones people? that don't have any weapons. Joker wasn't there yet. Who shot that yeah. rocket? That's how the story begins. I don't know. I forgot about that, dude. There were so many other things for me to yeah. wrap my mind around. I was in, I, I stood up in the theater watching. Like, I took a, it was funny because I, 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 I was trying to be cool and I was single back then. And I had uh, like a couple girls with me because they wanted to see it. And I was like, all right, cool. And I stood up and I was like, I had to sit back down. I was like, nerd rage. <laughs> just, <laughs> be cool, man. Just be cool. moment I had in BVS, um, not because of the, the comic book accuracy or anything, but it was just production-wise irritated me. So it's one of the opening scenes, and it's Superman being interviewed by those kids, right? And, like, oh. they did it with the vertical video. And oh, uh, like, Justice League. That's Justice, Justice League. League. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both... They're both trashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that scene, and it's right in the beginning. And I know like what they were going for. I get it. It's like kids would be filming. I get it. But like, you just didn't have to do that because I'm in the theater with this gigantic screen and all I'm seeing is this. On top of that, the oh, scene yeah. is bad. The scene is just like Superman gives non-answers or whatever he says. <laughs> Oh, and the mustache. I didn't even I forgot yeah. about that thing. But like the scene is terrible all over. And I'm just like, all you, like this, do, right? all you had to do was a news reporter interviewing Superman, and then the kids could have been talking, and the news reporters filming the kids talking, or I guess they wouldn't be filming them because they're not allowed to. I don't think you can show minors on news. So like that's why you would only hear their voice. But he could have been talking, <laughs> could have been talking to the kids on a news report, and it would have been a full you know, 16 by 9 screen, nice looking. And yeah, it would have, my friend and I, who both went to college together, studied film together, looked at each other and went, really? This is what they're starting with? The Pearls and Superman in vertical video. All right, great, right. great start to this film. They could have, they could have started off with a widescreen shot of the kids holding their phone. And then cut to a widescreen shot 
of the phone, but still it would always be widescreen just to show yeah. that there were some things above and below yeah. in the bigger shot and then kind of come in. Um, Even uh, it's sucks. Fine, right. I'm sorry. He just, yeah. he, he just looked like a monster. <laughs> he looked like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he was a horrible, that, that whole thing, his lips looked horrible. It didn't make any, like it didn't. I'm sorry, it's I can't. Possible. It just wasn't possible. A lot of money to do it. It still yeah. failed, and it's just like what? Why? Right. That's where all the money went. That in the CGI. Like that's literally where all. Right. The money went. <sighs> uh, they've put thirty million into the Snyder cut, uh, and 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 it's increasing. Thirty million. They brought back the cast to do five minutes of extra footage, and then they're redoing VFX shots. And re-editing. That's what the $30 million's gone for. Uh, I have all the respect in the world for production, but I'm not watching that. I, I, I'm going I'm going to have to watch it. At this point, I have to watch the Snyder Cut. I'm not looking forward to it, but, you know. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I, again, I will, I will die on this hill. I think the Snyder Cut should have been a comic. Mm. Should have been a comic. Yeah. The only people that care... Yeah, would read a comic, and they get the full vision. It seems would cheaper Superman, than thirty million. Would Superman still look like that? Like even in the comic <laughs> version, they originally drew him with the mustache, and they had to Photoshop out his mustache <laughs> in the comic to make it authentic. You know, I can't even just I I have trouble thinking about that moment without yeah. laughing because yeah. <laughs> but you bring up a really good point because like. For people who do know any comic, you know, stories, right? We look at it and be like, oh, it'd be so cool to see this come to the big screen because they've established these characters. Some, I think, are too big for the screen. Like, there's just so much that is involved with it. Like, that's why they, you know, took Civil War and made it, you know, not bare bones, but they brought it down just to core characters. Like, it's not the comic yeah. Civil War. Um, but, like, I so Civil War is probably my favorite, like, MCU film at least I think Logan might be my favorite superhero film period but like Civil War is my favorite MCU film um and so like I just like how everything's done but there are some like going to the TV shows I was really excited for Crisis on Infinite Earths and uh, it had good elements it did well but then they really towards the end just kind of you know it lost its its energy and like that's because it's a TV budget so you have even less you know, ability to do things. Um, and it was like, it was disappointing because all their other uh, crossovers have been really well, honestly. Um, they've right. done really well. Uh, the the Infinite X, not Infinite X, Crisis on Earth X was really yeah. good. That's probably one of my, yeah. my favorite. Um, but so like they tried to do Infinite Earths and they, they built it over the course of however many seasons all these shows have been going for. But right. it's it's some things that like you can't, it's hard to do in such a, in this medium of television or film. It's just not so simple. Yeah. Um, um, real uh, quick. Uh, well, I just, I just want, uh, I agree with you. The CW verse though is tight because of a singular mind behind yes. it. Right. It was kind of yeah. what I was getting with. And then Kevin Feige as well with Marvel. Um, Superbeard brought up the, the 25 million signatures on the petition for the Snyder cut. I don't believe, I believe that they're worth 25 million signatures, but I do not believe that 25 million people 
are interested in the Snyder Cut. I don't believe it. I think people will watch it. For example, I did not sign the petition, but I will watch it. But the population of LA County is 10 million. Like, like 25 million is a lot of people. And I do not think 25 million care about the Snyder Cut. Uh, I think everybody signed it five times. Like maybe, you know? <laughs> Uh, 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 agreed, agreed. And also, I think that um, I think that COVID's the only reason that they did it. They're like, hey, I, uh, so you mean that we've largely already shot it because <laughs> uh, we can't go back into production yeah. and there's so little new content coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is a great investment. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, I would do. Yeah. Uh, as we as we wrap up this episode, I do want to uh, 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 ask you guys any like final thoughts that uh, you guys have uh, about DC and Marvel. We were all over the place, but in a good way. Like I think we got some. I think we solved the problem. You know, uh, <laughs> I think from now on things will be better. This is the UN summit um, here. Uh, uh, Brandon, did you have any like final thoughts about kind of DC and Marvel movies? You could do an summation. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I I, I apologize. I feel like I, I because of the technical issues and things. I feel like I decided to take over, and I do apologize okay. about that. But no um, uh, yes, I I think that it can be done, and we just need to make sure that the focus is on the characters because that's why we're here. If, if you change the core of the character, then you are going to, you may get a positive result right now, but if you try to incorporate that changed character into this ecosystem, it's it's not going to work. It, it just doesn't work because each right. character plays their own role. If you right. alter the characters, then they all, sometimes they all try to play the same role and it just doesn't work. You have to change it. So that and also understanding that um, uh, small characters can do some really great things. So yeah. grab some of the smaller, the lesser known characters of your universe. Make things built off of that. And, you know, yes, you want to sell the name Superman or or whatever. But, I mean, so few people knew who the Guardians were. So few people knew who Iron Man was, what he did. No one cared about Hawkeye or any of the Avengers. The Avengers, Sony got Spider-Man. They were offered all of Marvel. And the CEO said, who the hell are these people? Like, yeah, that's near a direct quote. That's why yeah. he only took Spider-Man. So the possibility is, is there. Also, cut your losses, move forward. And you don't need to make a hundred million dollar movie to explain why your other movies didn't work. That's that's crazy. Just right. Just <laughs> just move. Just forget. If people ask, do a press release that explains it. Do a comic release that explains it. People on YouTube will grab that and will explain it to the the vast majority of people. Don't care. They just want a good. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, no, you got closing thoughts? Yeah, um, actually something that Brandon said about the smaller characters, I, we didn't yeah. actually even talk about this, is that I think is in part why we even have the MCU as it is, 
because Marvel didn't have the choice to use Spider-Man and the X-Men, which are their yeah. biggest known properties. So they had to pull from lesser known properties. You know, they, they chose people that were at least somewhat known, like Thor, Captain America, Iron Man were known by people. But how many people outside of comic fans cared about them? Right. Very few. Um, and like Guardians, in my opinion, I've always, I, I talk with my friends, like Guardians were like Z-list, dude. Like if Iron Man's like a C-list, like Guardians are like Z-list. Like no one lived. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It's my home right. phone, my landline. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go. Um, Sorry. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's really, well, the, the, the one thing I was going to say was, I think it's just cool that like we have, as someone who grew up with like, people that didn't want to talk about superheroes. I'm just glad that I can now live in a world where people can argue about superheroes. Yeah. Like, yeah. even if you love BVS, cool. Like, tell me why. I, I want to know. I think you're absolutely out of your mind, but <laughs> I want to hear it and I want to understand your perspective. And like 20 years ago, we couldn't have these discussions because we had like Spider-Man and like, you know, whatever, Daredevil, which was, what's there to argue about? It was trash. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I just love the fact that we can have these kinds of sessions, these kinds of, you know, calls and conversations where we all just can rant, rave and enjoy, you know, superheroes. And I think people forget that. Like, again, I love Superman and I love DC. It's yeah. why I get so heated about these films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, justice uh, for Ving Rhame as uh, as as uh, Kingpin. Mm. Oh, uh, not Ving Rhame, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's so you get mixed up a lot because they play very similar characters. Um, I do like him as Kingpin. Uh, basically, uh, my closing thoughts is uh, household names used to be Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. That's it. And Marvel made household names out of their whole lineup. Iron Man, Thor. People know Steve Rogers as Captain America. Nobody knew, like the mainstream public didn't know their real names. You know, you know. I think there was like DJ Tony Stark or whatever. Uh, like I get uh, that guy knew Tony Stark's real name, but like they weren't household names. Marvel made household names out of I am Groot. Like they made that a thing. Rocket mm -hmm. Raccoon. Why do does anyone without the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Why did anyone need to know Groot? They didn't. It's a joke. But Marvel knows how to handle their stuff. And I say this as a fan of both Marvel and DC. I want DC to succeed. I want them to do this thing. Um, but they lost a huge lead, a huge lead. And I'm afraid that there's at least 15 years of lost time that DC has for backpacks, merchandise, anything kids related. Kids don't care about DC anymore. And that's my biggest problem. And it hurts me because kids don't care about DC. You go to Target and you see the backpacks. Like, you just, like, look at the backpacks. There's Groot and Rocket on a backpack. There is is maybe a Justice League backpack. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm telling you, those kids are going to actually want the Groot and Rocket backpack, you know? <laughs> um, but that is that is our time right now. If you guys, uh, Brandon, if you got a quick plug, uh, I got your stuff on the display here. But if you want to uh, say anything and, and, and nuff before we get going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I also like I have a podcast, High Ground Podcast. You can find it on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash Darth Chocolate. And I hope to have both of you guys on soon. And I 
keep getting mad because you guys are all so awesome that the list of people I want to have on keeps growing. It makes things difficult. Um, uh, also, uh, I, I would like to join your, your WandaVision after show at some point as well, because I do watch yeah. it at midnight. So yeah, that's, yeah, all. Yeah. that's all. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, challenge accepted or whatever. <laughs> uh, Nuff, you got some? Uh, yeah. Um, Nuff the Poet on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify. I post my poetry there. I'm also a poet, hence the name. Um, yeah. So I have, yeah, I have poetry content that I also post on TikTok and Instagram. Um, but it's just lately I've been talking more about superheroes and Star Wars and loving the community, embracing yeah. me um, as a newer person, discussing it. I've always been a fan, but just discussing it more is fun. Um, so if you're interested in Star Wars, superheroes, Star, uh, I said that already, Power Rangers, I started plan to do some Power Ranger videos, then definitely follow me on TikTok, Nub the Power. All right. All right, and I love it. I, I will say that all, all three of us love DC. <laughs> I, I can tell you that, and it's it's because of the love that that we we have these things to say. And I I really I didn't expect us to to be bashing DC because Marvel just has this lead. Also, I think Marvel is po- uh, DC's past is poised to pass Marvel because we have we don't have anything set up for the future. Yeah. Um, that being said, yeah, I am excited for the future. We're going to get some awesome yeah. stuff. Uh, I, I, I should add that I think I'm the, like, between me and my sister, I'm the DC child and she's the Marvel child in the sense of the way my mom looks at us. My mom wants the best for me, you know? But uh, come on, Dimitri, stop being so DC, you know? <laughs> uh, thank you everybody for watching this show uh, thank you if you are if you clicked follow if you clicked subscribe thank you so much for all of that uh, for your continued support uh, thank you again uh, Brandon aka Dark Chaco and Nub aka Nub the Poet for coming on and talking about this with me that is our show that is our time uh, thank you yet again stay tuned because we got shows all the time so follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitch and TikTok and all that good stuff uh, thank you so much for your time everyone Take care. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been The Key Live.